This podcast is brought to you by Anchor.fm, an easy and free way to get your podcast journey started. Whether you have been recording for years or you're looking for a place to start, Anchor FM is the way to go to get your podcast on all platforms. Click the link in the bio to get started. Top of the morning, 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 top of the morning. Hold on. Thank you for tuning in to Top of the Morning, where we talk about sports and a whole lot more. I am Cameron, your host. A couple updates before we get into today's episode. I made two episodes earlier in the year about some Netflix originals that came out, one being Dahmer and the other one being The Watcher. Both those series have been renewed for a season two. For The Watcher, coming out with the season two really doesn't make sense to me. As I said in the podcast earlier this year, The Watcher really never happened. So it said it was based on a true story, but the people never really moved into the house. So it was really just a shot in the dark the way they made this show. And now they're talking about coming out with the season two. It doesn't make sense to me, but I might still watch it just because, you know, it was still a decent show. Just when I found out that everything wasn't true, it was kind of disappointing. So that new season is going to be set to air around October or November of 2023. And they haven't said whether it'll be directly connected to season one. But if it is, then it'll be the entire same cast that they use for season one. If not, they're probably going to use a couple new faces. Dahmer was the other Netflix original that I talked about earlier in the year in one of my podcasts, they have renewed that for a season two as well. So when I first heard that, I said, you know, they told the whole Dahmer story. They went from his childhood to him going to prison and being killed in prison. So what else is there to talk about in season two? So looking into it, they have actually decided to talk about another notorious killer. They haven't decided who it was yet. So having a season two to talk about somebody else, I think that is kind of interesting. I think it will still draw a lot of people like the Dahmer story did. So a couple options that they're kind of playing around with or that they think or suspecting that Netflix will go and dive into. One of the potential killers that they will talk about is Ed Gein, a.k.a. the Plainfield Ghoul. And the other one is probably going to be John Wayne Gacy. Now, they have said maybe they can go into someone like a Ted Bundy or Edmund Kemper, but, you know, that's all still up in the air. But like I said earlier, having a new season with some new killers will still draw a lot of attention. That is all for the updates. Now to get into today's episode. The Indianapolis Colts have a new head coach. Jeff Saturday is our new interim coach after being hired about a week ago. And he is the Hall of Fame center that played for the Colts from 1998 to 2011. Jeff Saturday obviously played alongside Peyton Manning for a long time. Played his last year with the Green Bay Packers and then signed a one-day contract to retire as a member of the Colts. Saturday is a six-time Pro Bowler and first-team All-Pro twice. He has a very good player resume coming out of UNC. Now, a good player resume is the first thing that you would look for in hiring a head coach, but also you would want to look at their coaching experience. Now, he's been out of the league, like I said, since 2011. So let's take a look at what he's done coaching since then. Jeff Saturday is a Georgia native, so he was a head coach in Georgia at Hebron Christian Academy, where he coached from 2017 to 2019. Now, in order to jump from high school to a head coach, In those three years, you would think that Jeff Saturday led this team to state championships, playoffs, so on and so forth, right? Not exactly. So he finished 20 and 16 across those three seasons. So he was barely above 500 as a high school coach. And now he just made the jump past college ranks to a head coach ranks, not even an assistant coach. If he was hired as an assistant coach, maybe I would, you know, give it some leeway because he was a Hall of Fame player. But being a player doesn't always translate into being a coach. So what this really means to me is that this is a big case of it's not what you know, but it's who you know. 
there are a lot of coaches in the NFL now who are assistants that are qualified to be a head coach. The biggest one when I heard this news, the biggest one that I think got snubbed out of a job is Eric Bieniemy, the office coordinator for the Kansas City Chiefs. He's interviewed for a bunch of head coaching jobs, and they've always said, like, oh, he hasn't interviewed well or he doesn't have what it takes. Meanwhile, his resume is very lengthy and a lot better than just three seasons of high school football. Now, Saturday did give a speech to address the team and address that, you know, he is questioned about this hire and they question whether he'll do a good job or not. And I have the same questions. I don't know if he'll do a good job or not. He ha- doesn't have the experience of coaching NFL caliber football. And another coach, I'm just going to touch on this really, really quick because it's not the topic of the conversation, but another coach that had that privilege of it's not what you know, it's who you know, is Cliff Kingsbury, who is now the Arizona Cardinals head coach. He was at Texas Tech and got fired. So he didn't get the job done at the college level. So he got fired and then immediately got hired at the next level as an NFL head coach. That doesn't make sense to me at all. A guy that really put this into perspective, and when I listened to this, I really couldn't have said it better myself, is a guy by the name of Brett Coleman. Brett Coleman makes a lot of YouTube videos. He is a football guru. He breaks down film. He has a lot of 11-on-11 field tape, and he's basically just a teacher of the game. And I love watching his YouTube videos. And so he made a video of the same topic of Jeff Saturday being named the new head coach or the interim head coach of the Indianapolis Colts. And I just wanted to give you a little bit of what he said. And I think what he really said just really hit the nail on the head. So take a listen. From everything that I've heard, he's a really good dude. And this is not about him personally whatsoever. This is about the human element of coaching and what a decision like this does and all of the ramifications that it has. And there's a few different elements to this, some that I think have even more merit than others. I think, you know, looking over the conversation that's been had over the last day or so since this hiring was announced, there's been a lot of talk about the historical trends, um, you know, within the NFL when it comes to race and who gets hired for head coaching jobs and and coordinator jobs and who doesn't. And that is a hundred percent valid conversation to have and it should be had I wish I wish it was had more often but when it comes to this hiring you know in specifics I don't necessarily think it's a race issue I think it's a nepotism issue and every single assistant on that roster that is qualified for that interim job and should be getting a shot whether they're white or black or brown you know regardless of gender regardless of background Every single assistant is affected by this. I think it's less about race and it's more about the fact that somebody who is not qualified for the job skipped the line in front of everybody else who is qualified, regardless of their background. I really like the way Brett Coleman broke it down there. And when you talk about race in a head coaching position, I think, like Brett Coleman said, it is a very valid conversation to have because you saw from the past couple of years, you have to interview a coach of color before you make a final decision. So the NFL has implemented, and they, in doing that, they're basically saying, hey, we recognize that minority coaches don't get the same opportunity as white coaches. But now it kind of goes into play of, okay, do we just interview these coaches even though we're not interested just because we have to? Or like, are we just selling dreams? Are we bringing this coach in, making him think that he has a chance, but he really doesn't? We know who we're going to go with already. That kind of plays a part into everything too. So when you talk about, hiring Jeff Saturday over not only minority coaches, but like Coleman said, the coaches on the staff who have been there, who are tenured 
and who are looking for that head coaching job. Because a lot of assistants, they're waiting to get a head coaching opportunity. They're doing their best in their positions, whether they're receiver coach, whether they're offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, special teams coach. They're looking for their next opportunity. They're always looking to move up in the ranks. Moving up in the ranks means more respect, more more, uh, notoriety, more money, and you're able to take care of your family better. Now, there's no position in the NFL where you're not allowed to take care of your family. I mean, the minimum player contract, I believe, is $500,000. Anybody can take care of the family with that. But it's the fact of, one, it's very satisfactory when you're a head coach or when you're an assistant coach and you get hired into a head coaching role. And it just does a lot for your psyche and it's motivating and all the above. So when the Colts bring in a guy who has never coached in the college ranks, has never coached in the NFL ranks, and only has a couple of seasons of high school experience. He's a great player, but just doesn't have the resume to back it. When that happens as an assistant coach, you kind of lose respect for the GM and the owner of that organization. You're like, okay, you won't even look my way, even though I've been here, and you're just going to hire some guy off the street literally off the street because his last year of coaching high school was 2019. He hasn't coached since then. And now all of a sudden he's an interim head coach. It's hard for me to believe that some of the assistant coaches, not only in the Colts organization, but around the league are praying for Jeff Saturday to fail because they want that spot. They want the opportunity. Now the Colts started three, five and one there's teams with worse records than that, but you know, they fired the head coach. They want to turn over a new leaf. I think if you wanted to turn over a new leaf, Jeff Saturday isn't a guy to do it. But, you know, me personally, I hope Jeff Saturday can go in and prove everybody wrong and do a great job. Because if not, the GM and the owner, both their jobs are going to be at stake because they made a really bad hire. Now, on the flip side of that, coaches can't always get the full brunt of everything because you need players to execute. So, As a coach, you can call the perfect play nine times out of ten, but if you don't have the players to execute or the players with the IQ to really know what's going on to the quarterback to make the audibles or the receiver to say, hey, there's a safety coming down, let's change the route. If you don't have all that, then also at the same time, it's not going to work out for you. And that's it's not always the head coach's fault or it's not always the coordinator's fault for play calling. Sometimes you just don't have the players to execute well enough. So... The coaches do sometimes get a bad rap when stuff like that happens. But in this situation, I don't think there's any other place for you to look. I think you have to look at Jeff Saturday and have to say, hey, this guy really is not cut out for the job. And I think next year we need to go and get somebody else. If Jeff Saturday is hired permanently, I will lose my stuff because I just don't think that it'll be a good idea for him to be hired permanently. But this Sunday, Jeff Satter will make his debut against the Las Vegas Raiders at 4.05. I'll be tuned in to see how well he does and how well he handles the NFL game as a coach. He did great as a player side. Like I say, he's a Hall of Famer. But let's see how he handles it on a coach side and handling grown men. So it'll be really different and really interesting. And, you know, part of me is excited to see what Jeff Saturday can do with this team. Part of me is scared because I don't want him to embarrass himself. And I also don't want the assistant coaches to turn on the organization because they didn't get the same opportunity that Jeff Saturday did, even though they have the experience and the resumes to go along with it. So we'll see. I look forward to watching the game and seeing what happens for the rest of the season. That's it for today's episode. I hope you tune in to the game as well. 
405 on Sunday against the Las Vegas Raiders. Let's see what the Colts can do. Until next time. Top of the morning, 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 top of the morning.